Welcome to Women Finding Clarity, the podcast that ignites your inner power and guides you on a journey to uncover the boundless potential of the universe in life and in business. I'm Pascal Cook Fernandes, your host and life transformation coach. Join me each week as we align our energies, elevate our businesses, and thrive in every aspect of life. In each episode, we dive deep into topics like the secrets of raising your vibration, crafting irresistible offers, and amplifying your impact. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or just starting out, this podcast is your compass to navigate the realms of limitless success. If you are ready to align your energy, elevate your business, and truly thrive, subscribe to Women Finding Clarity now and get ready to embark on a life-changing journey. Until next time, stay empowered and keep seeking clarity. And remember, the universe is abundant and success is your birthright. Let's align, elevate, and thrive together, one conversation at a time. Hello, hello, and welcome to Women Finding Clarity. I'm your host, Pascal Cook-Fernandes. Embracing and celebrating femininity is a powerful journey that can lead to positive transformations in both individual lives and in society as a whole. As the owner and CEO here at Women Finding Clarity, my mission aligns with empowering women to leverage their unique strengths and experiences. And so I want to share some strategies and some insights with you this evening to help guide you on your empowering journey. And the first is self-acceptance and self-love. Because when you embrace and love yourself just as you are, you're leaning into your femininity as a source of strength and resilience. Self-acceptance lays the foundation for positive change. And the next is mindset shifts. Adopting a growth mindset will help you recognize that traits traditionally associated with femininity, such as empathy or collaboration, are actually assets in both your personal life and in your professional life. Another insight on your empowering journey is the importance of building supportive communities. For me, it's providing a coaching community and this podcast platform here at Women Finding Clarity, where women can share their experiences and learn from one another. We have a sense of belonging here. As a life transformation coach, I empower women to turn their life's PhD into a profitable business. I show them how their unique perspectives and skills as women can actually be valuable assets in the business world. I offer coaching and resources to help women develop leadership skills and empower them to take on leadership roles in various fields because we're all starting at a different place. And I empower them to foster positive change by bringing diverse perspectives to their decision-making processes. Integrating mindfulness and well-being practices can help you connect with your feminine energy. It can help you reduce stress and enhance your overall well-being. 
And another strategy, another area of importance is to bring focus on inclusivity and diversity. Advocate for inclusivity and diversity in all aspects of life. Amplify the voices of those who are marginalized, contributing to a more equitable and just society. Share your stories and theirs. Celebrate achievements. Challenge stereotypes. This is how we foster a culture that values and respects femininity. And educate yourself on topics like financial literacy, negotiation skills, and personal development. Gather the knowledge and tools you need to navigate life confidently. Celebrate your femininity, harness your strengths, and contribute to positive change on both personal and societal levels. Remember, each woman's journey is unique. So let's align, elevate, and thrive together. I recently sat down with an amazing woman named Gita who exemplifies these strategies and insights. Gita Sidhu Robe is a five-time winner of the Entrepreneur and Business Woman of the Year Award. Having developed a hugely successful Nash Detox in 2008 after her son was born with severe food allergies, eczema, asthma, and anaphylaxis, she built a formidable reputation for success in the health and nutrition industry, counting Gwyneth Paltrow as one of her first clients. She retrained from lawyer to health and wellness coach for successful professional women in 2014. Over the years, she's built up a roster of famous clients working with the Duchess of York, Sarah Ferguson, Nadia Swarovski, Gurinder Chadda, Bendit from Bend It Like Beckham, Sam Smith of FinCup, working with her from 3 million pounds to an IPO and a 55 million pound exit, and numerous other successful women CEOs, charity heads, country heads, and celebrities. Her coaching clients describe working with her as transformational and life-changing, and credit her coaching and helping them get promotions, double revenue, manage successful IPOs, and launch massive company growth. And with that, helping them create successfully happy personal lives alongside. Without further ado, welcome to Women Finding Clarity, Gita Sidhu Robe. Gita, welcome to Women Finding Clarity. Thank you very much for having me, Pascal. I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so grateful to have you here. Honestly, I reached out and invited you because, you know, just listening to you speak, I knew that you're a perfect fit for this podcast and find helping women find clarity in their lives. So let's just kind of jump right into it. Let's explain and dig a little deeper into what it is that you do, what it is that you help women find clarity around in their lives. So I used to, it's, it's a combination of two skill sets. You know how you feel like you've done something your whole life and then it made you available to do the thing you've always wanted to do. It's kind of like that. And you think, why didn't I think of this before? <laughs> so I used to be a lawyer um, for, for a while. And then, um, which I absolutely didn't like, but it left me with all these great analytical skills. So I would say I'm useless at a lot of things, but I can read a lot of really boring crap and pull out the exact one thing that you need to pull out from it. You know, I'm very good at that. <laughs> Um, and then I ran a health and wellness business <clears throat> for 15 years. And it was, in fact, I, I set up in this country, the detox industry. Um, and we did 
home delivery of juices, home delivery of foods, gluten and dairy free foods, and this is in those days. Um, and you know, and we literally set this 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 whole all up and and made it work. So, as a combination of those two things, I worked out that when you help women to reconnect with their bodies and to start to you know lose weight and 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 learn how to love themselves, it never stuck. It just never stuck. And I had never understood the the the, the redieting kind of persona, but but it just never stuck. And I would have these amazing women who thought I was the bee's knees and they loved me and they'd be back in 10 weeks going, you suck. And this is your fault. It hasn't worked. And I'm like, oh no, what happened? And so I would get to that stage and I was like, what is going on? There's this perfectly healthy, put together, amazing woman, you know? Uh, and she's come back and she's still amazing, but she doesn't feel so put together and healthy anymore. And so I started to do a lot of research into it. And one of the things that that came to me was that we had such quite a sort of a strong body dysmorphia that one, we didn't see how wonderful we were. You know, I had these tiny, skinny, skinny Hollywood actresses coming in going, I need to lose weight. And I would be like, well, we can cut your hair because I do not know where else we're going to lose weight from. There is not an inch like, you know, we had Gwyneth Paltrow as one of our first clients. And I'm like, I have no idea where this woman would lose weight. I mean, she's already like this, right? And she's muscles as well. So it's not even like she's skinny and horrible. And they were these so beautiful, Pascal. They were these amazing women and they just didn't see it. And so that's how I ended up kind of doing what I do now, because I would look at them and I'd think, huh, so where are you stuck? Where's the thing that you can't see yourself? Where's the thing that you're not? And it was always mindset, but mindset and body. Because if you, as we all know, if you go off and you make a mental shift on its own, that doesn't stick either. It doesn't stay, right? So you kind of have to do both. And the joy of, of, of having run a health and wellness business for 15 years and having done a lot of kind of analytical mindset stuff was I was very well qualified to link the two together. So now I coach women on literally getting clarity on, on <laughs> my client yesterday said, you know, you're one of the mean coaches. I'm like, there are mean coaches. Is that a good or a bad thing? She goes, no, it's a compliment. She said, you just tell me where I'm stuck. You tell me clearly what my problem is. And she goes, well, that just makes it easier. And I'm like, I've always thought so. I've always just thought that if you just told me where I was stuck, I could work on it. But 90% of the problem is not knowing where the heck to do the work to begin with. That's the issue. So I take women from 35, 40 years over, because you know that's when we kind of get really interesting. And I help them, although my youngest client is 26 and she complains when I use that explanation. <laughs> she <laughs> she's says, an old soul. Just tell her she's an old soul. I'm going to use that. I'm a Thank you. I'm 100% going to use that. Um, and, and, um, you know, and, and I help them to, to learn to just love themselves and be the biggest version of themselves. We're done here. There's nothing else <laughs> okay, left to bye. say. Bye. Great to see you, Gita. Beautiful and amazing. And if a woman like Gwyneth Paltrow still can't see her own beauty and her own worth beyond I... what the scale says, where does that leave the rest of us, right? Because we have this idea in our minds of I'll be successful when I make a certain amount of money. I'll be successful when I have a certain amount of followers on social media, or I have this certain level of friend group or whatever or it is. Body. 
Yes, exactly. And body dysmorphia is so real and it's gender blind because men and women both have body dysmorphia, right? I mean, do you feel like that is cultural, societal? Where does this come from and why do so many of us have it? Because we're quick to say, oh, it's the magazines and they airbrush, but it's not just the magazines. I think, well, I speak to women, right? So I, I have male clients, but I speak to women and I market to women and I just talk about women, just, just putting that out as a caveat, not because as I- As do I, men. yeah. Yeah, so so not because I hate men, love them completely, but it's kind of just my body of work is that. The thing is, I have had, I have still, some of my clients are some of the most globally famous women in the world. You know, I have Sarah Ferguson, the Duchess of York is a client. I have, I, you know, I have these- it, it, I have a few, quite a few very, very famous American women. I just don't always know that they're famous. I mean, obviously I know who Gwyneth Paltrow is and I'm, you know, and I have Nadia Swarovski and I have Jessica Rothschild and I have, you know, some of the Spice Girls. So of course those ones I know about. The others are somewhat American fame. And the thing is that they will come in and like everybody else, they, and, and this is not about any of those people that I've mentioned. This is me speaking strategically and differently that it doesn't matter how famous you are and how not famous you are, a woman is a woman is a woman is a woman, you know? And that we just struggle with wanting to love, be loved and loving ourselves. And the really biggest problem we have is that we don't love ourselves. And it just because externally we are very, very successful does not mean that we love ourselves. In fact, one of the things that we teach, there is a thing called the belief identifier system we put clients through. And it takes them to through their ex, the, the, the beliefs that lead them to external success. And we get them to compare it to the beliefs that lead to their, their internal negative toxic behaviors. You know, so a woman can be a multimillionaire and can binge eat. And those are two belief systems that live in the same home of the same body, of the same mind, of the same woman. And it's explaining to people why that is. And that's what, you know, which is what we do. Now, the difference in, in distance between my external success and my internal toxicity is my imposter syndrome. That space is where all my imposter syndrome lives. But that space, and this is the joy of having run a health business for so long, that space is where all my inflammation lives. That space is my really bad perimenopausal symptoms. That space is my weight gain. That's all the emptiness that I feel inside of me that I fill with other things. Mm. Makes sense? I love that visual because that I'm an emotional eater, for example. And I can see that like that empty space between those two places is where you snack. It's where you grab that bag of chips. It's where you drink alcohol. It's where you, all the things, right? Yeah. yeah. Whereas if the space isn't there, there's nothing to fill, yeah. you know? Because I, and, and I still work on myself every day because you know, life. Um, of but course. I sit there thinking, oh, yum, tequila. <laughs> and then have the one tequila. Or, you know, I can think, ooh, donut, and then I'll have the one bite of the donut and move on because there isn't an urge in me to eat the whole donut. And then I have my version of stupid, which I will very happily do, whatever that version happens to be. And it shifts all the time because we work on ourselves all the time. No one is ever going to be perfect. And if they tell you they're lying to you, they want to sell you something. Yes, yes. 
I could, you know, just bow down to you for that because it's so true as coaches, we work on ourselves the most. Yes. And because we work on ourselves and we find these little secrets and these little tips and tricks and figure things out that work for us that we're able to then turn and help other people. And, you know, that's exactly what you do. And what I am learning to recognize and almost predict now is that we're all chasing the thing and the thing isn't actually what we want. It's the journey to get to the thing that fills us up, that really we enjoy, that we love. When we think when I make enough money, I'll be happy. When I, whatever, I'll be happy. But it's the journey toward getting that raise. And you realize your successes all along the way and building yourself up on the inside that helps you move to that next level. That's the, that's the beauty. That's the meat of the whole thing yeah. is the journey to get there, the self-discovery, the self-awareness. But the, th the reason it's so difficult is because change is so destabilizing and terrifying and unnerving and discombobulating, you know? Yes. So I used to have on my website for ages, the banner was, and this is a health business, right? We were delivering detoxes. And on the top, it said, change is inevitable, suffering is optional. And people are like, why do you got that up there? Because like, it's the truth. You know, I'm a raging kind of introvert and I've been a single parent my, since my youngest child was one year old. Mm. So my whole adult life. And, um, you know, there was just a place where all change felt like bad things were happening because change would take away what I knew. Change would take away the stuff I relied on. Change would take away what made me feel safe. Even if it was horrible, painful crap, it was my horrible, painful crap, damn it. And I wanted to keep it. <laughs> and I was like, it was okay. familiar. Right. And so there's that place where I was like, okay, we're just going to have to go with change is inevitable. And I was like, now what do I do? Do I, do I, do I struggle with the fact that it's going to happen anyway? And I really had to make my peace with that space and think, okay, it's constantly going to change. How are you going to react with that? I was like, okay, I'm just going to not hurt through it. And I, I became a person who didn't mourn. You know, because it, when it was leaving, I would be like, bye, don't let the door hit you on the way out as I moved on to the next thing. And it can, it now happens in the space of a few minutes. You know, it's it's really, but, but it took a while and a hot minute to get there. For sure. And like any muscle you're going to exercise and work out at the gym, it's repetition. It's doing it over and over that makes it come easier, that makes it happen faster. You didn't start out being able to make that shift quickly, like you said, but it's the repetition and, you know, practicing it over and over again. Well, you don't have the neural pathway, anything new, you don't have the neural pathway. And what you have to do is to build that neural pathway and every repetition builds another synaptic response, another buzz of recognition, a buzz of recognition. And all those buzzes of recognition are the neural pathway between the who you are now and the who you're going to be. So every time you repeat it, you are a different version of you, you know, mm -hmm. so that's success, not the 10 million you're going to get in 50 years time. But the first time you practice that repetition, you're already different. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. You know, and I'm just going to refer back to Gwyneth Paltrow again, just because she's such a great example of this. I can't remember in this moment what the name of her Netflix series was, but her whole business with Goop 
I mean, she's trying out new things and she's saying, oh, this is a healthier way to do it. Or this is a different way to do it. Let's try it out and see if it resonates. Let's practice it. Now I want to bring my team in on this because this is amazing. So let's, and it's almost turning it into a game versus into hard work. Yes. That's where I feel like I'm seeing the most success is when you're able to be in play and in your creativity versus in your struggle. Well, and the other beautiful thing about what you just said is that you then aren't committing to the wrong thing. When you're constantly pivoting like that, you're the only commitment you're making, Pascal, is to yourself. Your, your commitment becomes internal. And then the external can come and go, but your commitment remains internal which is how we then end up with those people where you take them to a new country and give them $500 and say, go build this thing again. And they can, because that's what you can do once you've actually committed internally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I'm like, okay, sign me up. I need to be a client. You're amazing. (laughs) You're very welcome. (laughs) So how is it that you work with people? What does that look like? If someone did come on board and they're like, oh, sign me up for this workshop or this class, what are some steps that you take them through? What can they expect? So generally speaking, um, I'd like to break it down like this. I like to say that, you know, in the first three months of working together, you're going to become a different person. In the second three months of working together, you're going to do different things. And in the year of working together, you just have a completely different life. So it depends on a combination of, of what you're willing to invest in yourself and the time. Um, and, and then you get there. The thing about, which is why I like the name of your podcast so much, is when you give someone absolute clarity about something, you don't ever revert. And that's, that's somebody's, well, how can that be possible? So I had a client this morning. And she runs a uh, a small-ish events business. It's not that small. It turns over like two and a half million. It's a good business. It's growing. And she's quite young and she's running this business. And we were talking about her boyfriend. And her boyfriend was saying, she was saying, I wanted to make plans with him about Christmas and about New Year. And he kept saying, oh, I don't want to make plans. Yeah, no, we'll talk about it when I come back. No, I don't want to make plans. And, and she was just like, you know, and I've broken up with him and I'm getting back together. I'm broken up with him. And I was like, okay. Let me explain what's going on. And she was like, all right. Because she said, I've talked to my mother over the last two years. We've been breaking up and getting together. And I can't, you know, everyone says I should leave him and I can't do that. It's like, all right. So I said, you know, say you want to set up a session with me. And I say, oh, well, yeah, but, you know, I can't make a plan for that right now. And then I come back and I go, okay, I'll tell you what, how about the 29th? And you say, okay, what time of the 20th? Yeah, I'm not, not like really sure. Let me come back to you near the time. And then you're like, okay, so 29th, you're like, oh, right, yeah. Well, I tell you what, let's try the morning. What time in the morning? I'll come back to you. At this stage, not only do you want to kill me, but there's something very subliminal going on. Who has control in that arena, you or me? Me. Because I'm the one refusing to let you put your flag in the ground. Now, if I'm the one that has control, who's the one that has power in that interaction? You or me? Me. Because I'm the one that has power because I'm the one deciding how this stuff is going to go down. So I said to her, you know, do you like giving up control and power? And she said, no. And I'm like, well, then why are you doing that? Why are you letting this scenario develop where this guy, who because he earns less money than you, is kind of cutting you down to size so that he can control you and you are allowed. 
Because that's the only way he can control her. Yes. And what is happening here, but then there is a place where she is also not in a place where she trusts her feminine enough to be feminine and vulnerable. So there are the other ways that they can interact and it's their masculine talking to each other. Now, once she understands that this is a game of control, she can never let that happen to her again without understanding, oh, you're trying to control me. You're never gonna gonna think, oh my God, you don't wanna make a plan. You're gonna clearly see that this is a frame of control and you're gonna have to decide to say, yes, I'm gonna let you control me or no. But you can never go back from that knowledge, right? So that is what I do for coaching. I will take women in their scenarios, whether they're trying to build a business, because I've taken women through who've come in when they're around two, three million, and it's taken them like 10 years to get there. And then they, we've worked together and they've gone from three to 55 million because it's taken us 10 years to get there, you know, and we've gone through an IPO and we've scaled the business. And then you've got women who've just said, you know what? I just want a happy marriage. That's all I want. I want to meet someone. But how can you do that when today's society requires us to show up as men all the time? We're in our masculine because our personification of success is always a guy. Everywhere you look around you, and there are definitely exceptions, but the majority of the world is run and the money is made by men. So we think we have to be men in order to work it out. And actually, you can be very powerful and very feminine. So what I do is I tend to work around those, those core ideas that if you understand that you're making your container small, in order to, to get by, it's a very hard, hard slog. Whereas if we can make your container big, then you can you actually have a lot more room to play in. And if you have a big motorway, you can choose which lane you want to sit in, as opposed to just being forced to sit in one lane. And so we widen your horizons, we widen the motorway, we widen your lanes, we create options. And that is done by an absolute clarity in number one, how is it you're feeling today? What are the things that make you feel helpless? Then it's, what are you eating? How do we change what you're eating? Because the stronger and the healthier and the more energetic you are, literally the happier you are at home, at work, and make you make more money, right? And, and so that's what I do. And I get to do it every day. And it's just the best thing in the world. Amazing. Amazing. I can completely see the power in all of it. And witnessing you and your power as you're talking about it. And I'm watching you light up and I'm watching you lean in. And then as you're talking about, you know, the expansion, you're leaning back and very obviously this is in your cells, right? You're not just talking it, you walk your talk because I can watch you talk about it and the way you're interacting and moving with it is exactly the energy that you're bringing to it. Thank you. Yeah, because it's real to me. You know, I think it's very real to me. People's shifts are real to me. The energy is real to me. And, and I think that the more real we become to ourselves, and honestly, one of the first things with that is reconnecting with our bodies, then the bigger and stronger we can get. You know, I, have, I, I don't know how much time we have. I have a little story. Can I tell you a story? Absolutely. So you've got this jug of water, mason jar of water, and an alien comes to earth. And you say to the alien, look at this. This is the strongest substance in the world. And the alien looks at you and starts laughing. Goes, um, nah, mate, it just isn't. Look at this. It's colorless, formless, odorless, and shapeless. 
And what it does is that it just does what you want it to do. If I put in a big container, it's bigger. If I put in a small container, it's smaller. If I put in a longer, thin, whatever container, it will change shape. In fact, if I pour this on the ground, it will actually disappear. And you say to the alien, come with me. And you walk the alien to the edge of the ocean. And what you do is you take this water and you pour it without the straw, preferably, because they cost money and I lose them. And you pour it back into the ocean. And you say, come stand with me. I invite you to stand with me. And I will invite you to wait here while the ocean assimilates and gathers its strength. And then you will see the power of the ocean. In fact, if you wait for more than a couple of minutes and watch the ocean lose its goddamn temper, it is going to floor an entire city in four minutes. Yeah. So it's about the container you show up in. And we tend to show up in our masculine and we haven't got any power in there. But babe, in our feminine, we can make life. How bloody powerful does that make us? Yes. Yes. Stand in it. Own it. Take up all the space in it. All of it. All of it. And we shy away from that, you know, not I'm not speaking to everyone. Nothing is infinite in that regard, but you know, nothing is finite. I mean, um, but as a society, women tend to shrink themselves. Yes. And I've been guilty of it too. Why are we shrinking ourselves? Why aren't we taking up all the space we can take up? It's safer. It's safer. It's what we know. Even the, I mean, why we say, why would an abused, an abused woman stay with her abuser? Because it's what she knows. Well, you know, I, I was in, I was in a marriage with domestic violence. So let's be very clear. I, I lived that life. And I was asked by somebody once, what would you do different? Would you leave faster? And I'm like, no, because you cannot say that you leave when you can, or you leave when you can't. But you cannot tell someone when they can leave because it is the hardest thing you are ever going to freaking do in your whole life. Who are we to judge that? You know, people kept saying to me, you should just leave. And you're like, you don't live my life. How do you know when I should just leave? Are you going to take me into your home? Oh, you're not? Well, then stop telling me what to do. I mean, that's it. And especially if you've got children, right? And, I and have it's... It's so easy to look to other people. Our mothers mean well. I'm a mother. I mean well when I give my children advice, right? At the end of the day, it's their path to follow. And so they have to do what they feel like resonates and what's best for them. Okay, so Pascal, it's because you're not Indian. If you're Indian, we don't know how to say that sentence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my children are like, are you aware that I'm, I'm like, yeah, I know how old you are. Just get over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. But you know what? Also, I feel like even in my own family growing up, it was the parents and especially the father was the alpha, right? And right. so even as recent as our generation, it was very much that way. And then I think we've this Gen X, we started to have a shift and say, you know what? Like, I'm standing in my own authenticity and the next generation, our children should be allowed to do the same. And so I think generation by generation, we're not only doing the best we can do with what we know, but we're trying to improve upon what we didn't like when we were growing up. 100%. And you throw a huge you know, wrench in that when you do talk about different cultures, because different cultures really are... 180 degree difference. 
Well, yes and no. One of the things I found really, because I like to joke about the fact my kids are half Swedish, so you know they they just laugh at me. So they grow up from they come from a, a culture. Half of them comes from a culture where you date at fourteen, and the other half comes from a culture which says don't date, baby, don't date, wait till you're sixty. You know, so they just laugh. But there is a place where, you know, we want to understand that I when I was growing up, I thought being Indian was the reason I had to fight so hard to be heard. Because I was told by many people, thankfully not in my family, but by many people that I was a second class citizen, my job was to do what I was told. And that was wonderful because it gave me something to fight against. It gave me an injustice to fight. And then when I look at, and I start working with these amazing women and they're all from the West, you know, and they're brown, pink, yellow, red, you know, they're all different colors and the culture is Western, I was not expecting to find that feeling. But the trouble is, is that the institution is the institution is the institution. So the same people are in power no matter what the color is. And so when I look at Western kind of concepts, what it does is it suppresses women, but doesn't tell them it's doing it. So they don't have an enemy to fight. So it's like, oh, well, if you wanted more, you'd have more. No, it's really hard. Whereas if you just tell them they're second class citizens, then at least they have something to fight against, you know? So the difference is not as big as I ever thought it was. In fact, it's like a shade of hair. It's, it's, it's fighting a system that will function better if women do not get acknowledgement, do not get help, do not get support, do not become empowered. And that system exists, whatever your culture. That system does exist. And it goes right back to what we were saying before that there's comfort in the familiar, because I believe the entire system needs to be picked up, shaken up and put back down and let the pieces fall where they may. Because when we are leading with our feminine as a society, or at least in balance, a balance of feminine and masculine, that's where we're going to thrive. 100 Pascal, truer words were never spoken, honestly. Yeah. There's a place for all of it. And we all carry all of it within us. We all have masculine, we all have feminine. It's not gender determined. We all carry those energies, but the trick is to find the balance in that. And that can be very difficult. And one of the reasons it's so difficult is that our femininity, I was trying to think how I'm going to say this. Our femininity is not presented to us as a source of power and strength. That's right. Our masculinity is presented to us as, a, as power and strength. But in fact, our biggest, as if you are born with feminine parts, what you are going to get is your strength and your power from your femininity. And if you are born with masculine parts, your ultimate core power has come from that, right? A kangaroo's power comes from the fact that as a kangaroo, it jumps. A cheetah's power comes from the fact that it runs. And we need to understand that as women. And that's something that I'm on a complete mission to do. That for us to understand our ocean is our power. You know, and the masculine version of us turns up but, but if we don't know that we've been taught to disregard it, taught to disrespect it, taught that it's weak and feeble and helpless, we can't then fix and shift that viewpoint. I saw something recently on social media, and I love the story you told about pouring the glass of water into the ocean. And it makes me think of this, that I don't remember who said it offhand, but it was like, if you give something to a woman, she's going to multiply it. 
So if you give her a marriage, you know, she's going to give you children. If you give her a house, she's going to give you a home. And it went on probably five or six. Oh, so beautiful. It gives me chills, but there's the power, right? We can take anything and almost it's like plant food that we're infusing. We're given a tomato plant and then we infuse our femininity into it. And that is what. Because we create life. So we create life out of anything. Anything. Yeah. Anything. We can bring anything to life. Girl, we can shut anything down too. (laughs) I think so too. But you know what? We have never, I I can't find a better way of saying this. Maybe you can help me. We have never weaponized women's approval and disapproval. And I I don't know another way to, 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 to say that word. So if anybody comes up with it, they should please share it with me. But we've never weaponized women's approval and we've never weaponized women's disapproval. So it is not taken into account with anything that happens on a global stage. It's just not taken into account. It took Angelina Jolie till about five, 10 years ago to make rape a war crime. I mean, that's friggin' insane. Right? right? But why was it a war crime? It's the spoils of war. I am not a spoil of war and no woman is a spoil of war. How dare you, right? But you do yes. dare, who's gonna stop you? And that is one of the things that <clears throat> really, really matters to me that you know, part of what I'm doing for 2024 is creating an organization that will help corporations globally to sign up and commit to creating a safe space for women to work in and to be promoted in. And that's something that is I've worked on for the last three months and is going to come into fruition next year because we all need that. It's all very well having stamped sustainability. I mean, yeah, great, but let's look at the people first, you know? Yeah. What good is the paycheck besides keeping the lights on if you're not safe in your environment? No. If you can't thrive where you are. And you don't matter. If you're not safe and you can't thrive, you don't matter. Ultimately, we understand that. And until we take ourselves seriously as women and as humans, we will not be in a place where other people will take us seriously. And that's just my absolute commitment for 2024. I want to do a land grab of expansion into as many women as can take themselves seriously as possible. Mm, So powerful. You are so powerful, my friend. Wow. I just can't even wait to see what, how this continues to evolve. And I'm going to be keeping an eye on it. We'll see how it goes. It's going to be amazing because you're amazing and you're so powerful. And Gita, you're just such a wonderful example of when you can turn your gaze inward and really put your attention on your own personal power, how quickly that can exponentially rise and expand. Well, and you know, I should say that when I walked out of my marriage with my three small kids, my youngest was a year old, you know, we ended up homeless, right? And we ended up homeless and penniless. And I had 14 pounds a day to live on, which is about $17. So I know that I look like this, and I want everyone to understand I came from that. And it took me, wow, 20 long years to learn it. But the good news is I can teach it faster. So we're good. And that's it. It yeah. is learn from my mistakes and learn from what I've learned. And that's how we're helping women move along the path faster because 100%. they don't have to make the same mistakes that we made. 
Exactly. And, and, you know, and they shouldn't. And it's important. And one of the things that it was, it's so interesting how you do these things. Like, you know, I've talked about detoxing and weight loss for so long. And I was just like, one more day, I'm going to shoot myself in the head. You can't say that to an American, but it, the equivalent yeah. of myself in the head. And I my Instagram were two, six weeks ago, seven weeks ago. I was like, no more. I'm not doing this. I refuse. And so I just changed my Instagram into storytelling stories about empowerment, stories about vulnerability, stories about what it was like to be living in a house where I was afraid to sleep at night because I wasn't sure what was going to happen, you know, and telling those stories. And it's been a really interesting uh, place to be because my Instagram is, is going bananas. And in a way, I never, I've always sort of been over on TikTok and, and, and you know, in TikTok, I talk about, a lot about perimenopause and medical injustice and, you know, what to do for women that need help. Well, my Instagram has just been, eh, post a photo of, frigging looking nice or something. I hate photographing foods. We were never doing that. Um, and it's just been, a, it's like suddenly for someone who didn't really care much in terms of social media became a source of joy for me that I can now do these things. And there are women that are, will reach out every day going, oh my God, this is so good. Thank you. Oh my God, this is, and I'm just like, oh, and it's so easy to make I don't have to think about it. And I'm like, I teach this to other people. I teach this, I promise you, Pascal, to some of the most famous women in the bloody world. And here I am thinking, why didn't I do this before? Why did I not do this before? So we learn all the time. We learn all the time. And the fastest way to connection is through story. Yes. That's my whole business is, Women Finding Clarity is taking your life's PhD which is looking back and saying, where have I been? What have I been through? How can I take what I've learned and share it with other women oh, I love that. to help them, right? So they can do exactly what we were just talking about. Get there faster, learn from my mistakes, learn from what I've been through. And you sharing your beautiful, awful, amazing story there's your connection. That's how you're going to reach all the women because every woman has messy, beautiful in every way lives. And even if someone didn't come from domestic violence, maybe they were homeless. Yeah. Maybe, or maybe they just felt trapped. And maybe homeless. they just felt trapped. Yes. Maybe yeah. they just were withering and not thriving and they had to remove themselves from an environment whatever it is, but no, some I, part of that story will connect. hundred percent. And it's obviously, you know, connecting it's, it's, it's the funniest thing. Cause I never thought I would ever have this conversation, but one of the things that, that, you know, is, is the biggest difference when I look at that scared, helpless, frightened woman that I was and, and who I am today, you know, I'm a very powerful woman and I really like that about myself. You know, I, 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 it's not to be arrogant. I'm, I'm not in any way arrogant or one of the funniest thing people always say is you're so nice. And I laugh about it. I was like, why was I not going to be nice? You know what I mean? I, I can't, I have nothing to gain for that because I don't need to be mean to someone to feel good. I don't need to be mean to someone to get to where I'm going. And so there's a place where you become ever more humble and ever more compassionate and loving when you know who you are because you're seeing all of your own mistakes and things, you know? Mm. And, and, and honestly, that's what I want. I want to be able to take women to space where we're literally holding them in their power and saying, here's what it feels like. Here's what it tastes like. You want to try it? You know, because one taste 
you're never going back. You're never going back. You can't. You can't unsee the thing. No, clarity. Clarity. Clarity is irreversible. 100% irreversible. I'm just going to have to write that down. Clarity is irreversible. Put it on a t-shirt. It's in your brand. So I love it. One of the things I did in in, in the detoxing is that I used to get sent um, end-of-life cancer patients. They're on palliative care, it's called, where they um, had six weeks left to live, four weeks left to live, six months. And they would come in and you're getting an hour of their time. Like that's that's like such a huge chunk. That's everything. When somebody has four weeks left to live and you have a responsibility, you know. And I didn't understand that I was a coach. That wasn't a word I used for myself. I was just, you know, doing what I was doing. And they would come in and sit down and I was like, oh, okay. And they paid me for this time. And I'm thinking, you know, and you always feel this, this huge responsibility to, to, you know, help them. And what, what, because I only had an hour in that one hour, I had to drill right in to the thing that was keeping them stuck. And, and, you know, I did two, three, no, I did maybe three or three to five people a week (coughs) over five years. It's a really long time. And when you're talking to people who are dying, it changes you completely. But what it did was it made me drill right in to what would make the difference, you know? So I'm very grateful. It just made me a way better coach. than, mm-hmm. than That's a wonderful question that anybody who's listening to this now or in the future can ask themselves, what's the one thing that will make a difference? If you, you had... Should- four weeks left to live, or even four months left to live, maybe even four years, what's the one thing that would make a difference? So if I can help, the place to go is always look, and this is for every cancer patient I ever saw, look for the anger, bitterness, resentment. Mm. That acts like mold for your feet. It puts you in situ and stops you moving literally plaster of paris what do you call it is that the same in america you, yeah. it's like your feet are in in mold and you can't move that's yeah. what anger bitterness and resentment so the minute you can find out where you're stuck with that or why i don't care so much about why i'm like just get rid of it yeah agreed agreed coming from the perspective of an energy worker anger resentment bitterness those are all very low vibrating emotions 100%. and states of mind and so the faster you can raise your vibration and get to joy contentment happiness fulfillment the the more complete and more beautiful your life is going to be so much more and there's a purity to it you yeah. know because yeah, it's we- like turning the lights on yeah yeah so I have a t-shirt for you and it's going to be unapologetically powerful. (laughs) I'll do that. (laughs) Yeah. There's your t-shirt. So I know we're coming close to the end and I don't want to, I don't want it to be so, you know, you're welcome back here anytime. So in 2024, as this new vision that you're seeing is starting to take shape and grow, I'd, you know, come back just send me a message and say, Hey, I want to come back on. And I want to talk about this because you're welcome back anytime, but for where we are right now, Gita, is there anything that you want to offer listeners? Yeah, if you would like, because um, I know we're going through, a, you know, a, a difficult season. Christmas, New Year, and January are very difficult seasons because there's so much pressure to reinvent ourselves or to be happy, and it's really a difficult. Ugh. 
So I, um, I, I you know, I, I, there's a link that I will give you um, for anybody who wants to sign up, like a 15 minute diagnostic call. It'll be deep and dirty and we'll find out where you're stuck and I will give you where you're stuck and then you can go off because I, I promise you that 90% of the skill is knowing where you're stuck. And, you know, if you, if you want more help after that, obviously, but the getting stuck part, I, I do this. I will hire people and get them to spend whatever time with me. And I'll be like, just tell me where I'm stuck. Just tell me where I'm stuck. You know, because once I know that, I know how to move forward. And so I'm super happy uh, to offer that as a Christmas, New Year and January gift. All in I one. That. Thank you so much. Thank you. That is so generous. And, you know, obviously we can see how powerful you are and how crystal clear you are and what an active listener and how you really can just hone in. So in that 15 minutes, I know that anybody who gets on a call with you, you're just going to zone right into it and say, this is it. This is the place. Yes. That, that it, and you know, it's, it's honed through, through <laughs> doing a lot of it, but it's, it's also just the most useful thing. I can always give you something to download and stuff, but that's not as useful as this will be. Agreed. I agree because, you know, we can download it, but are we going to go and do it? Or are we even going to actually look at the download again? I probably have 50 downloads on my computer that I either haven't looked at or I looked at it, but I couldn't tell you what was inside of it. No, and they haven't shifted you. You know, they were like, oh, that's interesting. And then you move on. Right, exactly. This conversation, looking you in the eye, this has shifted me. This conversation, everyone having it fill their ears and their minds will shift them. And so imagine when it's you and that person, what kind of transformation can take place? I think it's also because you're a really good interviewer. And I think that makes a very big difference. You make it look effortless. Thank you, Gita. You know why? Because it's just a conversation. Still, you're still good at it. I receive that and I appreciate that. So thank you so much. You, my friend, are welcome back anytime. I can't wait to get to know you more. I can't wait to just be more in community with you and watch your your amazingness. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be on and I'm very grateful. I have a cat here who is, is trying. That's why I'm looking a bit disturbed because he's. I'm like, don't claw me. <laughs> he's like, I need anything. <laughs> I don't want to scream. Yeah. Well... <laughs> I have gratitude for the cat for letting you get through it today. I'm very grateful. Thank you for having me on. I don't know about you, but the time I spent with Gita had me leaning in and I'm walking away feeling more empowered than ever. As we're closing this evening, ask yourself, how can I draw strength from adversity and use my own experiences to empower both myself and other women? I invite you to join our private Facebook community, Connection and Clarity, for even more strategies and insights to turn your life's PhD into a profitable business. Just click on the link in show notes. Remember, the universe is abundant and success is your birthright. Let's align, elevate, and thrive together, one conversation at a time. Good night. for being in our Women Finding Clarity community. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and review on your favorite listening platform and share it with someone you know so they can find clarity from the conversation as well. 
Remember, the universe is abundant and success is your birthright. Let's align, elevate, and thrive together one conversation at a time. See you next week.